Brasileiro, meu mulato isoneiro, vou cantar-te nos meus versos. O Brasil, samba que dá bambolea e faz gingar. O Brasil, tu meu amor. Olá a todos. Welcome to this cross podcast collaboration between the Lewis FC podcast, The Rookery, and the Gilbert School in Colchester's History Club podcast called Past Voices. You can find both podcasts on Twitter at Rookery The and at Past Voices Pod, and you'll be able to have access to all of their back catalogues as well on iTunes, Acast, and SoundCloud. Now, in this Brazilian entry for the Podcast World Cup, you can expect to find the following. How my team, Southampton, gave Brazil football in the first place. You're welcome. You'll find some stats that may or may not knock your Ronaldinho's off. And you'll discover things that if you're aged anything over 25, will make you feel horrifically old. Now, before we begin properly, just a couple of housekeeping points, my friends. Firstly, these are all school children who are very, very nervous, so go easy on your judgments. Secondly, we apologise for the poor sound quality in places, but hey, classrooms are not perfect recording studios. Unlike a real Brazilian, we don't really have a clean finish. But what was that Leicester slogan a couple of years ago? Forever fearless? I think so. Let's do this. volleyball down God, you'll have you'll have someone's eye out God, come come sit here on Copacabana Beach with me here I want to talk to you about Charles William Miller Mr Lane I hear you cry that doesn't sound like a very Brazilian name to me and you'd be right it's not a very Brazilian name although he technically was Brazilian he was born in Brazil he was born in Sao Paulo on the 24th of November 1874 and that is indeed where he died some 78 years later on the 30th of June 1953. Now in the intro I said that this has something to do with my football club Southampton and it does. Let me just take you back in time. Now when he was born to his uh, Scottish Railway engineer father and his Brazilian mother of English descent. He was sent to Bannister Court Public School in Southampton, where he learned to play cricket and football. Now, whilst at the school, he played both for and against Corinthians, who are now Corinthian casuals, who play in the Bostic South, I think. I don't think they got promoted this year. And St. Mary's, which is now what Southampton is called. As Charles Miller stood at Southampton Dock in 1894 with his two footballs and a set of the Hampshire FA rules in his suitcase, could he have even conceived of Brazil's football dominance? 
So he's not just credited with bringing football to Brazil. He's also credited with setting up probably one of the most well-known clubs, Sao Paulo. And uh, because of him, they won their first three championships in 1902, 1903 and 1904. However, this success was to be short-lived. By 1906, Miller is getting on and as such was playing in goal. And was in goal on the day when Sao Paulo suffered their heaviest defeat, 9-1 in a local derby. And not long after that, they resigned from the league and Miller resigned from his directorship. I have no idea if the two are related. Sao Paulo did eventually come back into the league in 1907, even winning the 1911 uh, title but once again though they had to withdraw from the championship in 1912 and it was Mr Miller who suggested the name to the first president of Corinthians in Brazil that they call themselves Corinthians so there you go world the next time someone ever goes oh Southampton oh it's such a small club what have they ever done how about giving you the greatest international team of all time? You're welcome. Brazil, Brazil. Right, first of all then, we have got Adam who has been researching Brazil, or in his opinion, Brazil's all-time best 11. So Adam, over to you. What have you got? See if people agree with you. Um, I did a 4-3-3. Um, of all the best players, like Sir said, and let's kick into it. So first up with um, the goalkeeper known as Cordio Taparel. He had excellent agility and anticipation. He had 100 caps for Brazil, winning two Copa Americas and one World Cup. And that World Cup would have been one of his best World Cups, and that was in 1994, because he conceded only three goals. Superb. Right, so then we've got your back four with your two attacking wingbacks. So who are your back four? What you got there? Um, well, first up with right back Cafu, which he was rejected by nine clubs, but made it to San Paolo. He had 140 caps, winning three Copa Americas and two World Cups. And even Sir Alex Ferguson even said he had two hearts. There you go. He did do a lot of running. I can't believe he was rejected by nine clubs. Uh, I haven't watched him play in the TV. That is that is mental. Right, go on, mate. Carry on. Um, Centre-back with Lucio. He did play for the Olympic team in 2000. And only played four league titles. He even got a World Cup and a Champions League in his whole career. And... With centre-back, who plays currently for Paris Saint-Germain, Thiago Silva. He led Paris Saint-Germain to not lose until week 28 in the 2015-2016 to season. He only, he only conceded 15 league goals that very season. And for set-pieces, he was a goal threat. And left-back, Roberto Carlos. Who could forget him? One of the biggest attacking defenders. 
magnificent strikes and impossible strikes such as his curler against France. And he also got 69 goals for Real Madrid. Lovely, yeah. Now, I, I'm old enough to remember actually watching that game. It was in La Tournoire, just before the French World Cup, which England actually won. But, uh, yeah, that was um, that was some goal. Now then, we come into your midfield and attack, arguably where Brazil make their name. So, if you give us your three midfielders, first of all. Well, we have um, centre-mid Socrates, who is highly intelligent throughout the... World Cup team played football as well as being a doctor at his, in part time. He's very energetic with two with a, as a two footed player. He was a heavy smoker and had very big drinking habits. He did. He did. We wouldn't recommend that, would we, necessarily for a sporting career? Right, your two wingers. Who have you got up there? Um, right wing. Giardino, who was apparently the best player in the squad of 1970 World Cup, overcoming um, Pelé. He overcome a twice-broken leg to score in every round in the, and even in the final. Seven goals in the 1970 World Cup, and he was also known as the Hurricane. And with left-wing Garincha, the 1960s Ronaldinho, the greatest dribbler of all time. He had twisted legs, but loved alcohol women, but he he claimed two World Cups with his dribbling. Very good. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, and, and then someone else who likes his alcohol women, we've got uh, Ron Alginho there, haven't we, uh, in your number 10 role. So uh, do you want to crack on with the attacking midfield and the strikers? Okay. Attacking midfield with Ron Alginho. Scored with amazing skill. No-look passes, rainbow flicks and more. Which he was not very good at. 91 goals and 198 appearances for Barcelona. And 33 goals and 97 appearances for Brazil. He also claimed three league titles, one Champions League, one Copa America and one World Cup. Excellent. And your strikers? Strikers, the Brazilian Ronaldo... He had 115 goals in 134 games before his first serious knee injury. He claimed the Ballon d'Or twice and claimed two World Cups with his team. And last but not least, said to be the best player to have ever played English well, football history in in the whole world, Pele. Now, I should stop you, Adam, because we said in the intro we weren't going to mention Pele, but I'm going to let you off. Now, why did you pick Pele? What was it about Pele that made you think, you know what, I don't care what Sir said, I'm going to stick him in this 11. What have you gone for? Well, he had three World Cups and 180 goals throughout his whole career. He was only 16 when he played his first international game. And he scored that very first goal. And he had, and in that very, in the World Cup, a couple, the next World Cup, he got a hat trick in the semi-finals and two in the final. 
of, of his first World Cup. Fantastic. Nice one. Cheers, Adam. Thank you very much. Neymar Jr.'s weekly salary of £537,000 towers over the average American president's year salary of a measly £135,000. And here's Dylan with a little Brazil factoid. Did you know that Brazil are the only team in the world to enter every World Cup? Right, now we've got Dinesh and Ben to talk about the 98 World Cup. 98 World Cup, I hear you cry. I was alive for that. But Dinesh, you were born in... 2004. 2004. And Ben, you were born in... 2005. Mm, Nothing like making you feel really old. So, they don't know about World Cup 98. They don't know it was arguably the greatest World Cup there's ever been, apart from maybe all the other ones that came before it. So, lads, um, go for it. Your 98 Brazil team, what have you got for us? The 1998 Brazil team consisted of Caparel, the goalkeeper, Rivaldo, the midfield, Cesar Sampal, the defender, Alder, the defender, Junior Bano, midfielder, and Cafu, midfielder, our defender. Ronaldo, their forward, and Roberto, their forward. Roberto Carlos, their defender. Leonardo, their forward, and Binder, their midfielder, and captain. Okie dokie. So, that, yeah, that was the, uh, I think that was the starting 11 for the, for the final, I think, against the French. Now, Dinesh, what did you find out about the Brazilians in 98? What a couple of things they're shocked Shocks you to your very core. They got to the final against France, but lost 3-0 with their manager, Mario Zagallo. Before the game, Ronaldo had a seizure, but still had to play. Well, before that, when they were warming up... No, no, pardon. That's all right. Yeah, we'll do the break. Okay. In their, Scot- in their opening match against Scotland, Scotland warmed up normally in the changing rooms, how they would outside. But Brazil warmed up inside doing the samba dance. The samba dance, that's right. And they had to do that because the opening ceremony overran. Blooming typical. Blooming typical. Right, fantastic stuff. I don't think it was that bad. I don't think it was that bad. You, you, you're only, only children. You've got to remember, only children. Uh, right, lovely. Cheers, boys. Thank you very much. Brazil. Brazil. <laughs> okay. So, now then, Luke and Victor, um, they've got more Pele stuff, even though I said, don't do any Pele. So, uh, lads, go for it. I don't mind what order you want to go in, or who, who wants to go first? It's oh, we're all... doing like... Oh, you're going to do the history of Brazilian football first. Yeah. A, a brief overview, yeah? Yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. thank God for that. So, you've got 100 Oh, superb. Go for it. Okay. The history of Brazilian football began in 1940 with a 0-3 to loss on their first international game. And then after they started to win a few football matches, they won their first World Cup match in 1968, after they first played their World Cup in 1958. In all of the World Cups, they have won five times in the World Cup. The Brazilian football kit is the colours of their flag. The collar is green, the main body is yellow, the shorts are blue and the socks are white. The closures of football-related game 
We're late game in Brazil is futsal, which is played indoors and has seven sides. It is known for getting beaten up badly, which blames for Neymar keeps falling over. Yeah, so, uh, yeah, Neymar keeps, then he has a habit of falling over, but then if you were to look at Brazilian players that came uh, before him, they tend to fall, or tended to fall over less because of all the street football they were playing and they didn't have referees to appeal to and things like that. Anyway, I'm getting on my nostalgic soapbox. So, uh, who are you doing? Socrates, Pele, and I can never know how to pronounce this guy. Correcha, Caricha, probably pronounced it wrong. Go for it. Socrates died at age 57 and was born in 19th of February, 1954, and died on the 11th of December, 2011. Socrates, he, w- he played in the World Cup in 1986 final. It was a flamboyant player. Socrates won 60 caps for Brazil, scored t- 22 goals after officially ending his c- playing career in f- 1989. He bizarrely reappeared 15 years later at the age of 50. Socrates arrived at Brazil's World Cup training camp, promising to play goalkeeper. Socrates once admitted, I am an anti-athlete. I cannot steady myself certain lapses from the strict regimes of the sportsman. Okie dokes. Who's next? What player now? Uh, You go and do that one. Okay. So... This player's called Karika. Yeah, we'll go with that, yeah. Um, he was born on the 5th of October in 1960. And, um... Um... He, he, was, a for, he was a forward in his team. And, um, he missed... He had a legal right foot. He missed the World Cup in 1982, thanks to, thanks to his injury. In 1986, the World Cup versus Mexico scored five goals, second best behind Lineker. Gary Lineker, that Gary is. Lineker. I want to speak now for you. Um, he lost in the quarterfinal against France, and he played a bit in Japan in 1993. Retired. He retired at nearly 40. He was born in Araquara, Sao Paulo. Sao Paulo. It's a good thing it's not a geography club, isn't it? How many times have you pronounced Sao Paulo? Sao Paulo. Um, he started playing when he was five years old, and he got more interested in football when he was ten. Fantastic. Very good. Right, gone then, Luke. A little bit of Pele <laughs> for us. Yeah. 1940-23rd October, Pele was born, although he hasn't died yet. A member of three Brazilian World Cup champions team. That's right, he hasn't he hasn't died yet. <laughs> Tomorrow. Yeah, exactly, yeah. Tomorrow if this podcast die. goes out and he's dead between me editing it and, and this, I'm going to look stupid. Right, here comes Callum then with arguably my favourite Brazilian player, the Samba man himself, Ronaldinho. Ronaldinho was born 21st of March 1980. His nationality is Brazilian and Portuguese. His height is 1.81 metres, or 5 metres 11 inches to be exact. He was an ambassador for a Spanish team, however I don't know the exact team. He played the bulk of his career at European clubs such as Paris Saint-Germain, or PSG, Barcelona and Milan. Barcelona will be the Spanish club. He was born 
in Porto Alegre. In his retirement, he was a party animal. Uh, yeah. Ronaldinho normally played as a striker or a winger, as that was his favourite position. He had a lot of agility and pace and dribbling techniques, which made him a fan favourite. He also won two FIFA World Player of the Year awards and a balloon, a balloon d'or. Oh, a Ballon d'Or. A Ballon d'Or. Um, yeah. He was brilliant at a variety of tricks, such as overhead kicks, no-look passes, and an amazing accuracy in free kicks. Often considered one of the best players of his generation and regarded by many fans and supporters as one of the greatest players of all time, despite him being a party animal. Ronaldinho made his senior debut at the age of 20 in still with us you haven't fallen asleep thank god for that well that's it for this collaboration between the rookery podcast and the past voices podcast thank you very much for listening i've got a horrible feeling we're going to be knocked out in the group stages but hey ho as i said at the start they're only kids a big thank you to all of the students at the gilbert who took part in the podcast and to my colleague sam harden for all of his help in organizing the uh, podcast basically Um, yeah enjoy the World Cup bye bye